Allison Harding. I am. Hi. Thank you for um, seeing me, Mr. Hoffer. Allison, thank you for coming in. I'm Jason. Um, you're here to interview for the customer service position. Is that correct? It is. All right. That's awesome. Thanks for being here. Um, so, Allison, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, in my last position, I uh, worked in a call center, and we um, took in orders for merchandise and um, retail clothing, and we also um, fixed problems. If there was a delivery problem or somebody wanted to return something, we took care of everything at one station so that they wouldn't have to be sent around to everyone. Okay. And so, um, what do you like best about being in customer service? I think the variety. You always get different people and people from all around the country and um, solving problems. Some people call and they're angry because something, a, a product didn't come in or the merchandise didn't arrive on time. And other people are very happy and they want to order more or things like that. So just the variety of every day, it's, it's a new day. Every day is a new day. That's, that's correct. You never know what you're going to you get from know. day to day. That is absolutely right. Um, and so... Um, Allison, why are you looking for a new opportunity? Well, they're um, starting to have some cutbacks. Um, a couple of people got laid off last week, and I just don't want to be one of those people who at the last minute has to start looking for a position. So I really want to be proactive in this search, and because I am still working, I think it's easier for me and less stressful. Absolutely. It's uh, definitely being proactive is, is right. a much better better right. tactic than being uh, let go later. So kudos to you on that. Thank you. Um, Alice, what is your greatest strength? Um, I think listening. I um, don't come in with preconceived ideas when a customer calls. And so when they're talking, I really listen to try and solve a problem. Or if they're making an order, I really try and listen so I get the order correct and I don't make any mistakes. And so being able to understand what people's needs are and what they want. And I think from listening, I've been able to solve more problems because I'm not coming up with a canned answer. And so people um, get off the phone with me more relieved and, and happier sometimes than when they started the conversation. That's awesome. Uh, definitely a skill that is needed in this position. So um, definitely it's nice to hear that. And what what skill do you have that needs a little bit of a uh, little bit of improvement? So sometimes I'm a little disorganized because we have to take um, our our calls are limited. Um, and we try and keep them within a certain time frame. And because of that, sometimes you're rushing through a call, uh, the paperwork that has to be done. And so because of that, sometimes I get a little disorganized. So that could probably be improved. And what steps are you taking to improve that? So I put everything in piles so that I know this is urgent, needs to be taken care of right away. This is something I can do closer to the end of the day. And then the third pile are things that I can follow up with the next day. Okay. Well, that, that sounds uh, like pretty good for prioritizing. Thank you. Yes. And um, so, Allison, tell me about a time uh, when you had a difficult customer. You mentioned a minute ago that uh, sometimes the customers call, call in and they're not very happy. How did you, tell me about how we had a difficult customer and how did you fix that? So, um, I had a customer who needed merchandise by Friday 
and she had ordered it like two, two and a half weeks prior. I had the order in front of me and I had the information that it was to be delivered by Monday of that week. And this was Wednesday and she still hadn't received it. When I tracked it, it was en route and was probably going to be there later in the afternoon. But to ensure that she would receive the merchandise, we made a plan. If it wasn't there by 4 o'clock, I gave her my direct line to the call center. She was to call me, and we would um, deliver it the next day in person so that she would have everything she needed before Friday. Because I listened and because we had a plan, and I, I told her exactly where the merchandise was en route because we can, you know, we can track that, she was very happy with the result, and it ended up that she did receive it by four o'clock that day and did let me know. And so I think we have a customer for life because we listened. So extra steps. Extra so steps. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's that little bit that makes all the difference. Um, also, do you have any questions for me? I do. What does a typical day look like um, coming in here and working? It's a good question. Um, so uh, this is going to be the nine to six shift. Mm -hmm. uh, so you'll be need to be oxed in at nine. Uh, just to begin taking calls. Calls, call times going to last anywhere from about three to five minutes, depending on what the customer needs. Everything is going to be on a drop-down menu for you for any actual mm -hmm. items, whether it's taking payments or or you were talking about tracking mm -hmm. uh, shipments um, as well. Really, just a lot of um, cheerful talking. Okay. Um, what do you think the biggest challenges are in the position? Um. The biggest challenge for this position is getting somebody trained and through the process. Um, to be honest with you, so you will be in training mm -hmm. for six weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, after that, you'll go to uh, what we call nesting. Okay, where you will be taking live calls. Okay, but there will be a supervisor down at the end of the station to monitor your calls and help out if needed. Um, and you'll be in nesting for two weeks and then you hit the floor. Now, that's eight weeks of training. Mm -hmm. The problem is oftentimes people don't make it all the way through training because if you miss a day of training, it's really hard to get caught back right. around. Right. right. So what I'm looking for in the role is people that, uh, you know, come in and they are dedicated and will be able to make it through the eight weeks of training. Now, after you make it through the training, and you hit the floor, you're pretty much good to go and ready to, to start. Good. And um, what are the next steps in this interview process? So the next step in the process, you will, um, if we're going to be moving forward with you as a candidate, um, we will have you sit and shadow somebody mm -hmm. um, and, and see if it's something that you can do. I've seen your resume. It looks like you do have the skill to do it. So, um, you know, We'll be getting back to second round um, uh, later this week. Great. Thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. Allison, thank you for coming in today. And in scene, welcome to Caffeinate Your Career. I am your host, the career coach with the most, Jason Hopper, with me today playing the role of candidate is our senior director of career and financial services, Ms. Allison Harding. Hi, Allison, everyone. that was fun. And by the way, there are all kinds of people in the chat. I see Ellie, I see Natalie, I see Sharon, 
I see Mary Kay. I see Foster Williams popped hey, in. Foster. The job father is out there watching me interview Allison today. Allison, this is the second in our three-part series, Show Off Your Best Self, Your Best Interview. And guys, what we thought we would do today is something a little bit different and uh, do run through a quick interview. Um, so now, Allison, let's break it down. Okay. All right. Well, can we ask the audience, um, do you have any questions about that interview or any things that you would change or that you thought or you were good or that you would pick up when you're interviewing? Let us know. Yes. It's, you guys are all in the chat and talking to each other, and I love that. But if you have any questions, um, I'm actually looking at the chat now. I wasn't looking at it a minute ago when we were doing the interview, but uh, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Also, too, let me know what you thought. Would you hire Allison as your customer service rep? You better. I would. Thanks. Yes. So, first part, tell me about yourself, right? First off, you had that, you had that down. Thanks. It's not your first time, right? Guys, this is going to be your 30-second commercial. All right, this is not the time to ramble. You need to come up with, you know, what it is that you do, what you like about it, and three points of why you're good at at what it is that you do at that, at that bit. So there are a couple of points in that first question that are really, really important because it really does position you for the rest of the resume, or for the rest of the interview. First of all, um, like Jason just said, don't ramble. It's 90 seconds. That's the maximum any of your answers are going to be because if they're interested in what you have to say, it's going to promote other questions and other conversation. And that starts that relationship building. So when they ask you, tell me about yourself, they don't want to know where you were born. They don't want to know how many kids you have. They don't want to know where you live. They want to know what, what, um, value you can bring into the position that they have open and you talk about that from your last job or your job before that so you can say something like you know in my last two positions i've been in customer service um, my strengths are and you pull from what you've done and then you stop and let them put that into their perspective so that it will carry on the conversation that's right um so short and succinct and the other part of that is Practice, Definitely. practice, practice, practice. And all the things that you do, you need to make sure that you do practice. Um, I, you're right on the, on the money, 90 seconds. Yeah, Anything more than that. Yeah, 90 seconds, two minutes max. Some people yeah. just go on and on. And, and my, my, my hint to everybody, when you start saying and, stop. You've talked too much. Um, and is that preposition that you... When you start using it, don't. <laughs> I mean, that's right. It's it's all the extra bits. This is why we practice because and so I always suggest you write stuff down mm -hmm. and then work on saying it over and over and over again so that it sounds pretty natural coming out of your face right. when they ask you the question. Um, because otherwise, you're right. You get to that and and now you're just you're just you're just rambling. So. Um, next question was, why are you looking for a new opportunity? Um, know that answer and it could be numerous different things. You may have been fired. Okay. Uh, you may have lost your job because they're moving or downsizing or there's a restructure or, um, 
they decided to um, look at the department differently. Numbers of different reasons. So if you have been terminated, instead of saying terminated, you can say that the department um, has reorganized and you lost your job. It's all true. You don't want to lie. You have to tell the truth. You just don't have to say that you were terminated or fired. So there was a reorganization. You left. That's a reorganization. And so um, you lost your job. You don't have to say because I didn't get along with my boss. Right. You don't want to go there. Right. So, it, and, and, and those things happen. You don't get along with your boss. Or somebody came in that really was had different qualifications and they felt would be better suited for that job. There's numbers of different reasons. So don't worry so much on the negative. Think of how you're going to reword that so that you're telling the truth but not having to tell the reason. Sharon has an interview at 10.55 today. 10.55 is a weird you. time, Sharon, but uh, good luck. Definitely. you got to crush it today. i got to fully believe that you're going to crush it today. Yes, and if you have any questions, we'll answer them as fast as we can. We'll answer them as fast as we can, yes. Um, no, you know what? That's exactly right, Allison. It's, it's, the, it's all on how you phrase it. It is. Right? Because you're, and that's, that's another one, too, why if you leave, if you quit mm -hmm. for whatever the reason, it's again, there was a restructuring in the company. I restructured myself out of a position because it was awful, or what, however you want to say. Yeah, it, right? exactly. I mean, you don't want to say it was a very stressful or toxic environment. You don't want to talk badly about your other company. You, you don't want to say things that are going to, that, that whomever you're interviewing with is going to say, oh, they're going to bring that, that, that same environment here. Um, so, if you quit, which there are people that are doing it, they're they're being asked to work too much overtime, or it's a toxic environment, or you're not getting along with somebody in the department or your boss, and you just feel, you know, you've been there two or three years or two or three months or whatever it is, and you feel that you have to get out, it's okay to do that, but know how you're going to talk about it when you start interviewing. Yes, that's, again, write it down. Everything's blowing up on the chat. Uh, Natalie has an interview today at one as well. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so proud of all of you. <laughs> Y'all are kicking butt out there <laughs> and getting meetings and interviews. Natalie, you're going to crush it as well. So, uh, Good for get all of ready you. to go. This is your job. It's coming up. It is. It's coming up. Remember to go over the job description, which I'm sure you all have, and use those terms in your interview when you're talking about things that you've done, because you have to bring your past into the future. And so even though you're going to talk about what you did, how does it benefit the company that you're going to or interviewing? How do you, right, how do you solve the problem, right? Right. That, that's, what, that's what you're looking to that's prevent. What it's all about. Right? Because the employer has a problem, you, you tell how your past experience can help solve their problem today in the future right right um what was the next question next question was i forgot my notes y'all uh, uh, we do we did something different and it when things it blew up it, it blew up I, I i i didn't pivot very well uh, the next question was what did you what do you enjoy most about being a customer service rep so this bit is not only like why you like it mm -hmm. But like, it's it's your why. Mm -hmm. 
Guys, when you're going to interview, realize that you're not going to match the job description 100%. You're just not. Um, skills can be taught, but the why, the reason why you want to work there can't. Um, and it's that, it's that, that passion. Why you want to work there. So when you're talking about, um, what you're bringing and what you want to do and how you feel about the job or what your strengths are, all of those things, they're going to align with who you are because you want a happy place for yourself to go to. You're there eight or nine hours a day. So you want to make sure that it's a positive space for you. And so when you talk about it, you have to talk about what you're bringing that's good for the company and for their future and for you. So, you know, it, it's all important. You want to be somewhere where you wake up every morning and you say, I think I'm so happy that I'm working at Jewish Family Service. Because if you're not, you don't want to wake up in the morning and then it, it gets to be a burden. So you have to be somewhere where you, you're happy and can bring that positive um, influence. That's okay. right. I'm up early every morning and happy to be here. <laughs> I, I, love, I, love, I love my job. I love working there. Um, okay, the next one was, oh, what's your greatest strength? So these are really important, as are what are your greatest weaknesses. Yes. So um, your greatest strength, <clears throat> I think the greatest strength personally that anybody can have is listening in no matter what the job is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I'm funny. Go ahead, Allison. So um, oftentimes people don't listen. They've got preconceived thoughts and ideas. And so whenever anybody is interviewing with me and talks to me and talks about listening skills, I think that's really important. And to me, that carries, that goes on to, into a conversation. With that being said, you have to take what your strengths are in the job. Yes. Um, in being able to help them solve their problem, their vacancy, their, their um, motivation for wanting to hire you. You have to understand those and who you are and what is what you're going to be able to bring to the table and explain it well. That's correct. Um, if these questions are kind of canned questions, but mm -hmm. they're still asked a lot today. Mm -hmm. The recruiter or hiring manager asks them because they want to know if you, you know yourself. Are you right. self-aware? Um, this is so, guys. You're not going to know all the questions that are coming, but you do know some of them that are coming. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Why are you looking for a new job? What is your greatest strength? What is your greatest weakness? I think, I think you're, I think you're right. That's a pretty, that's a pretty damn good one. Like, you know, listening. Mm -hmm. um, I, do you remember what I said? When I came to interview with you? I really don't. It's a wonder I even got hired around here. <laughs> I said empathy. Oh, okay. I said empathy, and you're like, oh, tell me more. And I'm like, you can't do this job unless you're empathetic and are able to see a different the person's other point of view. And you're like, that's a great answer. And I was like, I'm doing well. I, did my homework. I said, I'm doing good in the interview right now in my head. Um, that weakness, you know, on the other side of that question. Yes can't be something that is going to impede your ability to do the job. So if you're an executive admin and you say, um, I'm, disorganized, <laughs> I'm disorganized, you're probably not going to get the job. 
Um, and I truly am not an organized person. I have to really work at it. And what I do in my daily life is keep a calendar and a notebook and everything goes on the calendar and the notebook. And then I know I look at it throughout the day constantly to know what has to be accomplished and done properly. I, you know, you, I, I think you, you know, doing much better. You, you keep saying that that's a weakness, but I think it is a weakness you, and I am doing better, but I'm not where I, I want could to be. be, would like to be. So in this job, I can say that because it's not the, the uh, main emphasis of the position, but there are many positions that, that probably would not be a, a, a good answer. So do you know some other answers for weaknesses that could be um, verbalized and talked about? Yes. So, and what I had written down, and guys, originally uh, we were going to have somebody else uh, come in and interview Phil, right? And Phil was going to participate, but there was not, and everything fell through and nobody was available, so we just decided that I would just ask Allison all the questions. But, the, but what I put down uh, for Phil to answer uh, is that uh, is public speaking. Okay. Did you know that public speaking is on the list of people's fears that people list out for what they're afraid of? Public speaking is almost always number one. No, I didn't know that. You know what number two is? No. Death. Death? Death. 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 No, just death. So, so most people, <laughs> most people are more afraid to get up and stand up and talk in front of a group of people than they are of dying. Which means if you're at a funeral, you're better off in the box than giving a eulogy. <laughs> it's an old, it's a Seinfeld joke. It's an old joke. That's not my joke. But, but that's true. So oftentimes, you know. Uh, so if, um, I'm going to ask you the question. Yes. How would you answer it? Jason, what is your biggest weakness? I'm not very good at math. Oh, yeah. You did tell me that. I did tell you that in the interview. I said, I'm not good at math. And you said, I'm not good at math either. And I said, we're not doing real well. But I did back it up with, I said, Allison, I don't need to be good at math to do this job. I have a calculator on my phone. I can ask Siri what the percentage of blank is. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then you didn't really like that answer. And you asked me again, what else? And I said, I know Excel. I, I know some of the formulas and I can create, move around in a spreadsheet, but I don't know how to do pivot charts or graphs or VLOOKUPs. But I... I'm learning. I'm taking a class. I have access to Phil. Not at the time, but, you know. But I don't need to be good at Excel to do this, right? Again, if you're an admin, you can't say that. But public speaking is always one. Most, because so again, most if people. If you responded yeah. to that, what would you say? If you're, if you now said, you know, I'm not really good at public speaking. I'm not very good at public speaking, but um, you know what? I am, uh, I'm starting to go to meetups where uh, I'm with a group of people um, about trivia. We like trivia and I'm you know, getting more interactive and talking to other people. So I'm working on it. Does, and then you ask the question, does this job require a lot of public speaking? It does. Okay, well, this might not be the job for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. In fact, that, was, that came up too, right? We asked, we were talking about, you, you asked if I am comfortable giving presentations. You should say everybody gives presentations here. I said, I give presentations at least three a week. I'm like, I'm very comfortable talking in front of people. In fact, it's my favorite thing to do. So that's how 
to answer the question. Answer the question. Make sure whatever weakness you choose has nothing to do with the job that you're gonna gonna be that you're interviewing for. So, um, oh, so then the next one was the t tell me about a time you had a difficult customer. These are behavioral based interview questions. Um, there are many, many, many behavioral questions. Lots of behavioral based interview questions. In fact, I just had a client tell me. Uh, we, we met and she, she said that all the questions they asked, every single one was a behavioral-based interview question. Um, guys, and recruiters and employers use those kinds of questions. They're always like story-based, like tell me about a time when. Um, those are when you want to use your star stories. And you have to remember in your star story, you have a situation, an action, and many people stop at that situation or action. When what's really being asked is what was the result. When I was talking to Jason about what I did on the, on the telephone with a difficult customer, my result was we had a customer for life because I listened. So that was the result and that's what they want to hear. They just want to know how you got there. How did you make this a customer for life? So I gave the situation, which you will do too, will do also. You will then talk about the actions that you took and the result. Again, keep it two minutes or less because when you start the and and you go into all these details, that's not what's important. What's important is how you got from A to C. A, B, C, um, story, action, result. result. That's right. And this is also something that you should write down. I, I tell clients, so, you know, write S, T, A, R, like vertical, and then write out your story and then work on practicing saying it. Um, you know, the, the T stands for task, task by the way. Yes. So sometimes it's not an, um, a situation that happened, but it's a task that you needed to improve upon and the actions you took and what the result was. That's right. Um, and that that is, again, you gotta keep it, keep it like 90 seconds, two minutes. Anything past that and like, I'm like, I'm stopped listening. I'm thinking about what I have to do next or, you know, I got to get, go to the grocery store after or whatever. You just lose your audience. So tight. So a lot of companies are going to standardized interviewing. Do I love it? No, but is it necessary? Yes. Standardized interviewing means Jason comes in to interview. I'm going to ask him eight questions. He's going to leave. Next person comes in. I'm going to ask him the same eight questions. From that, we're going to write notes as the interviewer. And then sometimes you have to put uh, numeric um, um, numbers next to those <clears throat> answers that you've written down so that you can compare the different people. And this is so that everybody is rated the same. And then from there, you go on. Um, it's not an easy process. No. And because companies have different needs for different departments, it makes it that much more difficult. For example, here, we have a food pantry, we have children's services, we have career, we have financial, we have behavioral health, we have older adults. All those have different skills, but yet the, the, the initial questions are gonna be identical. Right. Uh, and that's happening all over. Yeah, and it's kind of like, and also, to, I. The one other reason, one reason I don't like it either. One and another reason I don't like it is what you said, but also too, it it takes the um, 
the personality uh, out of the interview. I like they, when I interviewed at the state. That's what they had. You know, they had it was like check. And I'm like I actually saw the check, and I'm like, yeah, all right. That's exactly what it is. But um, because there's so much um, focus on diversity. Um, equity and inclusion, which is completely understandable. This is a this is a better way to base that interviewing on. It's a standardized way. Yeah. I don't know that it's better, but it is for yeah for all the things that you said. But it, it's just um then the last question was like I asked if you had any questions for me. I did right. And you did have questions for me. I am. This is usually the time I think when you want to make sure that you show the interviewer, hiring manager, that you did your research on the company. And and when I say do your research, guys, I'm not I'm not saying don't don't show up and just regurgitate what their mission statement is. They know what their mission statement is. It's on their website. They wrote it. They they already know that. You need to ask questions that are going to be relevant to the position. Allison asks, what's a typical day look like? It's always a good question. By the way, that's a great question for the hiring manager, not the recruiter. The recruiter doesn't know what a typical day looks like. That's right. not the recruiter's job. The recruiter knows people. That's what the recruiter knows. They know how to ask those questions and get so those answers. So what would be a good question for a recruiter? Why is this position open? Okay. They are, they're going to know that answer. They are. Well, um... The person before you was fired. Why? So that's that can be an iffy question too. I always tell people, I don't know um, if that's good ground to walk on. Um, in my opinion, I, Again, I, Jason likes it. That's okay. You know, I, I, if if that is the case, you're right. It could come up to be like a red flag. Um, part of that, like. When I was a, a recruiter and people were terminated and a candidate asked, why is this position open? I never said the person was terminated or they were fired. I would always just say, you know, oh, well, we had an unexpected opening. That's <laughs> how I would say that. <laughs> and, and usually they were like, uh, okay, because... What does that mean, really? It means they were fired. <laughs> they were fired. Nobody asked. No, after that, you were just like, spin. oh. You're spinning. If you yeah. got fired, you're going to spin the answer. Same thing that a recruiter is going to no, do. They, you're going to spin that answer. How are we going to have an expected opening? I mean, if that was the case. Sometimes yeah. it was growth or yeah. you know, we had a ramp up or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so when you ask the, the questions, you know, make sure that it's something that you want to know the answer to. Mm -hmm. Don't ask, like, like, oh, so how's your culture? Or, you know, we did a... What are your benefits? What are your benefits? Yeah. Don't ask. Don't it. ask what the don't benefits are. Don't ask. Salary. I, don't ask salary. Um, what if I'm asked salary? So let's turn that around. Okay. You're, you're interviewing me. So, um, Allison, what salary are you expecting? Um, I made in the past 45000 a year. And I would like a minimum of that, but I'd also like more if that's what the company's paying. What are you paying at this time? We're not paying that. Okay. What are you paying? We're paying more like 35. 
Okay. At that time, you know this isn't the right job for you because you have your budget. Right. Now, I'm also being difficult. He is being difficult. Allison <laughs> knows I'm difficult. <laughs> but it's a good response because sometimes, so instead of, you don't turn a question into a question. For example, if he asks me that question, I don't then come back and say, well, what are you paying? Because that's not answering the question, and a good manager will not hire someone who does not answer the question. Well, that, that's, again, you have to be prepared. Right. You, you so need I to know. The, I gave them the truth, and he already knows it because it's on my resume. I made 45000 last year, so I want to make at least that or more. I was very honest. When he came back with thirty-five, I would say, thank you very much. Are there, I love this company. Are there any other positions? Because my budget does not work at forty at thirty-five thousand. Right. And he's that person is going to say, "Yeah, we do have some other positions," or you know, we really don't. We start everybody at the same point. And at that point, it's okay for you to say, "Thank you very much for this interview. I really appreciate it," and cut it off because there's nowhere for you to go at this company because you're going to be making ten thousand dollars less than you were making. And in 95% of the budgets across the country, I don't think you can do that. No, absolutely not. Share a comment with Jason Lowballer. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I, I thought about being nice. and I'm like, yeah, we can accommodate that. But, that's but it's just, like, you know, on the other hand, they might say, you know what? We do pay that. In fact, we pay that and there are bonuses. How do those bonuses work? So it gets into more conversation and more rapport building. It is something to... An, you know that you, that you like you need to know your worth know what you're worth know how to answer that question going into it no and it's always difficult because nobody likes talking about money no i mean it's not an easy answer but the answer to be honest is really a good one the second on the other hand they may say we uh pay thirty-five thousand. we give monthly bonuses that can be up to a thousand dollars a month and we also pay all your insurance click 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 that now is resonating a thousand dollars a month that's twelve thousand dollars that could be twelve thousand dollars a year if they say that probably it's not going to be like that at the beginning so you're going to struggle a little bit but if you're paying partial or all of your insurance and they're paying a hundred percent of your insurance that's a lot of money over the course of a year so those questions or you know um there are other questions that can be asked or other conversation that can go along with that question of, of salary don't hesitate stating what you want. It's okay. You can also say, you know, I've been at 45000 I'd like more. I am a little bit flexible, but I'd like to stay in there knowing what my budget is. And that's a great way to state that, that you know what you have to make to be able to pay your bills. It's okay to be honest. Yeah. And, and, and that company might not be the right place if they can't pay you what you're worth. And that's something that everybody's going to have to kind of figure in themselves, right? right? But I mean, but but again, it comes with being prepared. You right. have to be prepared to know how to answer. But I, I was, uh, you know, you, you tell the story about, uh, you know, they, yeah, I guess your manager asked somebody that question and they, they didn't answer. They, 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 they danced around the question. They just got up and walked out. They were like, what, what happened? But like, you didn't answer the question. So my manager at my old company, um, she was my mentor. She was fabulous. <clears throat> and she believed you should answer a question, whether it's the answer you want to hear or not. And so she asked the question, what was your last salary? It wasn't, 
you know, how much do you want to make? The question was, what was your last salary? And the person came back and said, what does this position pay? And my boss got up and shook her hand and said, thank you very much. I appreciate your coming in and walked out. And the person was like, and the interview had been going really well. And she was shocked. And she looked at me and said, what happened? And I said, you didn't answer the question. And my manager believes that she would have said, you know, I make $100,000 a year and we're only paying 80000 You can still have a conversation, but at least you, everybody knows where they stand. Yeah. And so she just wanted an answer. And, and her belief is when I have somebody working for me or with me, I want them to be able to give answers, not ask more questions and not give an honest answer. Yeah. So, and also, too, um, you know, if you just if you don't answer the question, like, you're not yeah. prepared. Like, and you're right. If, if it's off a little bit. Right. You can still continue to have that conversation. And so um, some people say, well, I made between 45 and 55. No, no you, didn't. you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You made a salary. There could have been bonuses. There could have been other ways that added more, more right. dollars to your salary, but you had an amount. It was a, the amount. It was a finite amount. It and was so this that's much. the other thing where you're not in a range. Yeah. would say you made about. You don't know what you made. Well, yeah, I do. Okay, thank you. Bye. It, it's this it's much. The same thing. I make this much money. Yeah. And then you either see the bonuses or additional sales, or there's not. But like that, that's the same. There's no range because you don't have a range. You don't. Some salespeople do. That's true. But you well, still yeah. know what your salary was last year. Right. It's, it's going to be base plus pay. And then, so the other bit, if it doesn't work out, mm -hmm. right, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. you should always follow up. So it might be a company that you really want to work for, but this is not the job for you. Or it might be uh, a company that you really want to work for and they have some things going on that, um, that don't, at this moment, um, doesn't draw you into the organization. Doesn't mean you stop having conversations with them. It means that's not the right job for you. And my, my favorite story is I had a, uh, a person who was applying to work for the city of Carrollton. And she applied for an accounting position. He had a great interview and she and the, the uh, hiring manager got along beautifully. And the hiring manager had called me and said, you know what, this is not the job for her. It's just, it's not the right job. And I'm like, I completely understand. And so when she called the, the candidate and said, you know, I think you're great. I think you're terrific. <clears throat> but this isn't the right job for you. And the candidate said, I would love working for you. I would love it. And I understand this isn't the right job. And um, when something else comes up, I want you to think of me because I'd like to work for the city of Carrollton and I would like to be in the accounting department. Didn't hear a thing. She would follow up every couple months with an email. I'm still looking for something. I'm working part-time at Target, but I'm still looking for something. Six months later, she got a phone call from that hiring manager and said, we've got the position for you. Boom. It's top of mind. It is. It's top it of is. mind. They, guys, you need to remember. And that was like eight or nine years ago, and she is still there. You need to remember, if it doesn't work out for whatever the reason, oftentimes you get that 
sad feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they they didn't want me. Had nothing to do with you. They made a business decision. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was what happened. Mm-hmm. But if it is, and this is why I always suggest that you target companies, places where you really want to work, mm-hmm. because. Even though it didn't work out for whatever reason, you sat down with somebody and had a conversation, either on Zoom, in person, like like there was a conversation. So four to six weeks, and I say four to six because like if it's going well and and you're hitting it off with the with the interviewer, that's you know you're establishing that relationship. That's that's a four weeks four weeks pick up the phone, right? If it's not, and it's just kind of dry, but you know, it, it, it was all right. That's a six week conversation. So four to six weeks. If you want to work there. If you want to, well, yes, yeah. of course. And if you've got another position, you can let them know. Thank you so much for the interview. I'd love working for ABC company, but I've gotten a position at DEF company. Um, and I'm really, really excited that I got to meet you. You've made a friend and a networking component to your large group of people that you want to know down the road in the future. That's right. But that, that's exactly correct. Because what happens? Like people move, they leave, leave jobs for other reasons. They, you know, in fact, it, like all the time this happens, right? Because, well, not so much for you, but you were, you're at the same company for a long time. A long time. But for me, I, I work for several different staffing companies just because I, what would happen is, well, a manager or somebody would go someplace else and then they would, you know, call me and I'm like, oh, you're going to pay me how much more to do the same job over there? Okay. And off I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you never know where somebody's going to go. But it's always good to continue to follow up. You had a story. I had a story. Like, I, she, I had a client and she did not want to follow up. And I'm like, okay, well, you, I, I understand. Because she was like, oh, they didn't, they didn't want to hire. I was like, can you? Please, just please, please, for me, please, give them a call. She did. They, of course, remembered her because it was four weeks ago. And they put, they, they're like, you need to come in and talk to us about this position, different position. She's been there just over 30 days. It's a lot going on. It can happen. Yeah. It can happen. You, it, it's up to you to build those relationships. And it's up to you to do the follow-up. And... Um, you actually have the ability to help yourself grow if you're you're willing to put the work into it. Um, yes. So cultivate those relationships, guys. So we, Allison, we are almost at time. Um, time for the fun question, right? Okay. And it's kind of a stupid one, but I also, <laughs> you know, they're they're. Well, do you like gummy bears? Uh, yes, everybody likes gummy bears. I don't. <laughs> I, don't like the, not, I don't like the cinnamon ones. I I just don't like the the texture. The texture. Some foods for me, it's it's a it's a texture thing. Banana is another one. I, don't, I I like I like the flavor of banana, and I like bananas, but I can't eat bananas. Just like eat a banana. It, it's like if I want a banana, I just I like mash it up with uh, peanut butter. Okay. That's how I do it. Do y'all like gummy bears? Let me know in the chat. So next week is the third part of our three-part series, Show Off Your Best Self. We're talking about networking. Y'all have a great week. This has been Caffeinate Your Career. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you.